Well, this evening we're going to start off by doing a little time travelling. We're very used to travelling back to the Old Testament times or to the time of uh, the life of Jesus, of Nazareth, on this earth in Palestine, of travelling through to times 10, 20, 30 years beyond that, to the journeys of Paul, to the letters he wrote. But we want to travel a little bit forward in time now, forward from that time towards the end of the first century, roughly speaking. And the Christian scene is now rather different. Because we're now at a time when the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry on earth ended about two generations ago. The number of people who remember him and are still alive is very few. Hardly any of the adults, nearly all the disciples, we believe, have gone. Peter and Paul were martyred one generation ago. 20, 25 years ago, they were martyred. And that's a long time away for some people who are now Christians there. Maybe there are still some people alive who were little children at the time of Jesus, and maybe have a, a happy but rather dim memory of this kind man who picked them up in his arms and blessed them. But they are now old, and they in their turn will soon be gone, and very nearly every earthly link with Jesus will be broken. And that marks a change, I think. The links with the land of Israel itself are also now weak. It was one generation ago that the first major uh, uh, revolt against the Roman Empire took place. The result was that Jerusalem and its temple, its brand new temple, were torn apart by the Romans and laid in waste and in ruins. Jews scattered all over the place. Christian Jews scattered all over the place. There are not many Christians in Israel now, at this date. The Christian centres are now in the cities and towns of the Roman Empire in the countries we now know as Greece and Turkey and Syria and spreading along the North African coast and, of course, in Rome itself. And it's to some of these churches that we're going to go tonight. Are we not on? Yes, we are on. A group of churches in the western part of what we now call the Asian part of Turkey. Then it was also known at that time as the Roman province of Asia. And the last surviving disciple of Jesus, John, who has been exiled to the island of Patmos, probably for political as much for religious reasons, which you can see marked there, is writing to them writing to those seven churches that are marked on that map there. Times are hard for Christians now. The previous Roman emperors in the last 50 years or so have indeed persecuted Christians, but in a haphazard sort of way. 
But now the emperor who is on the throne, as it were, in Rome is the emperor Domitian, and he is, he is firmly trying to establish an empire-wide cult of emperor worship. Domitian himself is to be acknowledged as Dominus et Deus, Master and God, and this is now to become the, the standard religion of the whole Roman Empire. And a refusal to worship the image of Domitian or to offer incense to him in a small civil ceremony is regarded as a political rebellion, betrayal, treason, punishable by death. So how are the churches to manage in this new climate? And so John, for the first generation of Christians who have had no earthly contact with Jesus, John writes what we call the book of Revelation and the part we shall be looking at, the letters to the seven churches. And John has this message to convey, which we will hear read to us in just a moment, because it's right, I think, that we should hear the whole of Revelation chapter 1 before we start looking at the individual churches, which we find in chapters 2 and 3. And one book that I have been looking at recently started off its account of the book of Revelation with these words. Jesus Christ is not dead. He is not absent. He is not hidden or silent. He is present among his churches, and he speaks through his prophet John to their crisis and their distress in a revelation that comes from God himself. And now we're going to hear that letter opened up to us, the first chapter of Revelation, which Judy is going to come and read to us. Thank you. This is Revelation chapter 1. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, 
was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet, with a golden sash round his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, and what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and of the seven golden lampstands, is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Thanks be to God.